0: Hello and welcome to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Hardison. Today, we will continue our 32 for 32 series with a look at the Chicago Bears. I know it's been a kind of a rough uh, last few years for Bears fans. Incredible defense. Obviously, promising quarterback play at times. Not so much recently. And now we got Matt Nagy going from one of the most hyped incoming coaches to now pretty much the exact opposite. With that said, still have that great defense. And perhaps Nagy can pull the old rabbit out of his hat, as a wise Monday night broadcaster used to say. Uh, And we'll see what 2021 has ahead. Have a very special guest to help break down this offseason. You can hear him and friend of the podcast, Ross Tucker, on BetQL daily, Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. noon central time, also on 670 to score in Chicago. Weeknights from 6 to 10. And finally, he's a busy man on early odds on Saturdays, 8 to 9 a.m. Joe Ostrowski. You can find him on Twitter at Joe0670. Joe, Happy all season Thanks for the time, man.
1: Ian, thank you for the invite. I'm happy I can return the favor. I've had you on my various shows many, many times, but uh, if this is, I don't know if you're cutting this up with the other NFC North teams or what, but if we're doing all fantasy football about the Bears, this might be your shortest podcast of the season.
0: <laughs> we are just doing one a day here after okay. the Super Bowl. And it's funny because we were t- we've were we been talking the last couple of Februaries, usually on your radio show, you b- were kind enough to bring me in to talk XFL. Unfortunately, we do not <laughs> have live football going on throughout February so here I am spending my days just you know diving in as far as I can with these offseason previews so why not man it's always a good day to talk football
1: yeah yeah and there, there are a lot of things up in the air and it's about time that the Bears start to invest some of their assets whether we're talking about money or draft picks into the offensive side because of since Ryan Pace arrived they've been investing in the defensive side and when they do it on the offensive side they fail in miserable fashion and we can go over some of that
0: stuff. Former GM of the year, Ryan Pace, who identified uh, that Khalil Mack is a, a good football player. So good on you, uh, Ryan Pace. Congrats. And <laughs> and how about that? Uh, no trade clause for Jimmy Graham. We got plenty of other uh, just Ill, ill-conceived jokes to come up. So without yeah. further ado, let's get to the team needs section. Joe, what, in your opinion, are the top three team needs facing the bears ahead of this off season?
1: Um I'd like a new GM, but we're stuck with Ryan Pace. <laughs> I'm torn on the head coach. But as far as the positions, uh, by making the decision to keep Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, uh, we, we know what the needs are. We're talking about the Bears. It's quarterback. I mean, it's the most important position in the world. And I, I make the argument, Ian, like we always say, and it's become a cliche, the most important position in all of sports. I think it's more than that. When you look every year at the the last four teams that are standing and where they finish offensively in the regular season, it's not the most important position. It's everything. Because if you don't have it, if you're just average and you're trying to thread that needle with the great defense and forcing turnovers and staying healthy, good luck. Because you're going to be the outlier of that season. So number one need. Of course, it's quarterback. Uh, We can go in detail about that, but you start with quarterback and you have the wide receiver one or do you is Allen Robinson All right. going to walk? Are we going to be talking? Uh, there's this possibility early in the off season where we're having a conversation about the bears offense with a desperate head coach uh, to keep his job where his QB one is Nick Foles. And his wide receiver one is fifth round pick Darnell Mooney from a year ago. And they love him. So that that's, even if they keep you e- e- Rob Ian, even if they're able to keep him, they still need to upgrade. There's yeah. zero depth on the roster and offensive line still needs a lot of help. There was a lot of shuffling throughout the year. Offensive line coaches first year with the team. Juan Castillo did a really good job uh, working with the guys. A lot of moving parts. James Daniel, James Daniels only p- played four or five games. Uh, they have a lot of faith in the interior, which doesn't matter a whole lot, <laughs> but it's uh white hair and Daniels. They feel strong there. The issue are the tackles. I mean, th- they were playing, you can go eight, nine guys deep. Jason Spriggs was out there. A Fetty, a, a failure in Seattle. He was their starting guard. Coward was a, out there way too long before they finally pulled him out. Sam Mustafer, undrafted guys like Sam Mustafer, Alex Bars had a lot of playing time, but they were able to figure things out in the second half going against some of the poor defenses in the league. But uh, you're asking me to rank the needs right now? I go quarterback, wide receiver. An offensive line last two years, O-line's been an issue and Ryan Pace has not spent a uh, pick in the top six rounds on an offensive lineman. So they need help there.
0: The good news is we're talking about a team that has a single most 2021 $20, dollars devoted to their defense, not really any team needs over there. We are focused 100% on the offense. And to your point, the single most position in sports quarterback is not the only thing. It is the everything. And yeah, man, with Trubisky, a free agent, I mean, is there any chance Mitch is going to be back there? Like, is he willing to take us, you know, smaller deal potentially they can get elsewhere just to hopefully seize a starting job that he managed to take over? Because look, I understand it's been rough, particularly, you know, since uh, his solid 2018 season, but we've at least seen flashes from Trubisky. And I feel like if Nagy, if he's back, go down with the shipment, and go down with the guy that got you there.
1: I don't think Trubisky is going to be spoiled for choice this offseason where <laughs> he's going to have three teams knocking on his door and maybe one of them's the Bears. But if let, let's live in that world for a minute. If I'm Mitchell Trubisky, do I want to return to this? Hell no. That's fair. I want to get the <laughs> hell out. And um if if you follow this team, it's been obvious for years. None of us should pay too much attention to what the coaches are saying at the podium. That, that, that goes on record. Matt Nagy wants nothing to do with Mitchell Trubisky. That's how it's been for a couple of year na- years now, ever since the 2018 season became evident last year in the offseason, going into 2020, he said, I want Mitchell to know the offense better than I do. Well, that he knew that was never going to happen. And Nick Foles was his guy. That was, that was his choice. You can rip Ryan pace for Nick Foles. If you want for giving up assets, paying him a lot of money, a draft pick, a compensatory pick they got in the fourth round for Foles, uh that's fair to do but that was Neggy's guy um he brought in a bunch of coaches that worked with nick Foles in the past and then they go out and well our guy just happens to be nick Foles, so that was that was a Neggy choice uh what are they going to do there I, i'm not sure but um i i i hate the fact that Ryan Pace is selecting the next quarterback. They're going to select another quarterback. He's failed in free agency with Glennon, failed with the trade up and, and the high draft pick with Trubisky, and he's failed with a trade with Nick Foles. So, um, but that's where we are. They're going to have to add to that position. You, you know, you're right, what you uh, quickly mentioned there, Ian, about these flashpoints that we've seen in Mr. Trubisky. People love to shit on him. Like Twitter, they can't wait when they see Trubisky miss a receiver or throw an interception. And I'm there. I'm there for it. But I will. But you are right. Like there were these games we remember a couple years ago against the Bucs. Like, what do you have? Five, six touchdowns. Six. There was a Thursday night touch uh, game against the Cowboys in 2019. He was unbelievable. He, but one of the reasons I say that Matt Nagy wants nothing to do with them is he never built the offense around Trubisky. He never played to his strengths. He wouldn't get him on the move, which I just didn't understand. And we did see a little bit of that um, in the last month or two of the season when Bill Lazor was calling plays, yeah. which was, which got people a little excited, but um, yeah, I, I don't think Trubisky's back. <laughs> anyway, he's back. I, I see them making a trade for someone else and or drafting someone very high before they bring back to risky.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, again, we're recording this, everyone, on February 3rd. So fingers crossed, nothing too crazy happens. But we've heard about, you know, potentially in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, obviously, you know, up there with some draft picks, especially make a move up as well. We will see what happens. One of the biggest offseason storylines to watch. But to your point, with or without Allen Robinson, we got to get whoever is going to be the quarterback some more weapons. I like Darnell Mooney for even more than a Fifth round pick, but come on, like he can't do it all. We saw last year. I mean, he should have had another two or three long 50 plus yard touchdowns, and the guy just missed them. But either way, Anthony Miller, like someone that I never understood why he wasn't on the field more until there was a broadcast where I learned that his teammates voted him most likely to be late to practice. Now things start to (laughs) kind of add up a little bit more. Either way, yes, we need more receiving talent for sure. And they just don't have much money to vote to the position uh, in 2021 and beyond. So, you know, if Alan Robinson leaves, it seems like they can be in the market for not even just one, but maybe multiple potentially high price, free agent wide receivers or a higher round draft pick.
1: I think Anthony Miller's gone too. Actually. Um, he's, he's a the guy they moved up in the second round. Remember, and he's a bust. It's been three years. He's a flat out bust compared to what they were expecting. Yeah. So you remember how the season ended for Anthony Miller ejected against the saints, After punching CJ Gardner Johnson. Here here's here's why I bring it actually puts
0: him in good company with some other wide receivers, to be fair.
1: (laughs) But but here's the thing. So that week of practice getting ready for the Bears Saints game. Javon Wims, it happened with him against C.J. Gardner-Johnson. That's his game. He tries to lure you in and get you to do something stupid. It happened to Javon Wims. That week of practice, the coaches were talking to the receivers multiple times, like, look, he's going to try and do this. He's going to try some shit. Don't take the bait. Don't fall for it. Anthony Miller fell for it. Couldn't help himself. (sighs) The chairman of the team, George McCaskey, came out after the season. He speaks like once a year. Came out after the season and he went out of his way to point out that he was much more upset with Anthony Miller because they were warned than Javon Wims. So, I mean, the chairman saying that I, I think Anthony's gone. 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 He's gone. <laughs> so they have like they have like no receivers. You're like Corderell. He's a free agent as well. Maybe A Rob's gone. You got Moody, and what else? You want to bring back Javon Wims? Boy, that was a, that was a tough whiff. In the playoffs, and uh, which should have been a touchdown, maybe it's a it's a different game script there. If the Bears get that touchdown on the trick play early on, but uh, they have no receivers, they need to add multiple guys. And but hopefully for their case, uh, they're they're able to keep a Rob around
0: fingers crossed we can maybe get a quarterback to help enable him but yeah it's not like it's been you know just only trubisky's fault i mean we have had the draw so we've had the issues it's not like he's consistently missing wide open guys let's get him. i don't know maybe more than one good wide receiver it's like we're talking about lamar jackson and the ravens people are like hollywood brown's fine he is fine it's not against the law to have more than one good receiver in your passing game hopefully the bears can address that final point before we get on to our gut feel round uh yeah but the offensive lineman it's one of those things where you like halfway through the year again, like every Everyone loves to shit on Trubisky. Same thing with Dave Montgomery. It's all because of that, you know, ridiculous ESPN graphic from when he was at Iowa State, copping him to Saquon, Zeke, Sony Michelle, and all these other running backs. I mean, he had one of the league's highest, like, yards after contact, uh, yards after contact per carry rates all throughout the year. Finally, we saw the offensive line. The schedule ease up a little bit towards the end, and the guy balls out. But, yeah, I mean, they never really addressed Kyle Long retiring. To your point, the tackles aren't anything special. I mean, there's an argument to made the offensive line is actually the biggest piece of the offense that probably needs to be addressed.
1: Uh, no no doubt about it. There are still people holding on to Trubisky that think there's some talent there that bring up. That's the first thing they bring up. Well, the play caller is t- terrible and Matt Nagy, and the head coach, and then he doesn't have much of an offensive line. But they did kind of figure it out. But with Charles Leno and Bobby Massey at your tackle spots, they really need to upgrade there. That's been a big problem. And and as far as Montgomery, like it wasn't Montgomery's fault that Ryan Pace in this era believes that you have to get a specific running back. He doesn't, he had tunnel vision on David Montgomery and he was the first pick in that draft. So there was a lot of pressure in the first year with Montgomery, but last year we saw some explosive games from him And it's not Montgomery's fault that when Matt Nagy was calling the plays all the time, okay, five, six rushes, run ain't working, abort, abort. (laughs) And I'm not saying that we're, we're doing the establish the run game. I'm not saying that at all. But we all know you do have to have some balance. You have to keep the t- defense guessing a little bit. And when your quarterback is Trubisky or Foles and they know what you're doing all game, it's ball game over. You yeah. don't have a chance. And that, that's something that Bill Lazor, when he was calling the plays, he started to do. But I will, uh, I will mention that near the end of the year, um, Nagy went out of his way to kind of say, hey, I'm calling the plays now, too, guys. Just don't give all the credit to Bill Lazor. It's me, too. Boy, these egos of these head coaches, they, they can't deal with it. A lot, lot of pressure, Ian, a lot of pressure this year. Year seven for Ryan Pace. It's year four for Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy can still say that he has not had a losing season, but that schedule looks rough. It's going to be fascinating to see what they do, because if it were my team and I had some ju- Job security, I would be fine losing and having a quarterback taken in the top five pick next year. But they don't have that job security. Both of them are desperate. So are they going to do something stupid and trade future assets? uh, Something that they might not even be here for to get an average quarterback instead of a quarterback of the future. A, A lot of questions with the Bears.
0: Yeah, it's almost like maybe that, you know, second half of the year after the bye week, Trubisky comes back and, you know, they lose the Packers twice, but they had a nice four game stretch, 30 points, 36, 33, 41, might have almost got bought them that extra year, which is going to be worse in the long term than if they had really just kind of bottomed out, been the four and 12 team that would have allowed them to reset. But alas, you know, it's, it's, it's the hand we've been dealt and we will move on again, those three team needs. Quarterback, wide receiver, not just wide receiver one, wide receiver one, two, and possibly three. And then offensive line, specifically the tackles. Great stuff there, Joe. Now we'll move on to our gut feel round. Again, everybody, we are recording this February 3rd. Joe is not Nostradamus. We'll see if things change. But as it stands right now, we want to get your opinion on these topics. So we're just talking about David Montgomery. Again, like the guy was breaking tackles. And we said he couldn't bust big runs. He busted big runs, truly turned into a you know a fancy superstar. And anyone's idea of just a very good NFR running back down the stretch. Here's the problem. Tariq Cohen probably coming back, you know, feasibly healthy next year. No reason to believe he won't be. And with that, David Montgomery's targets should shrink. Do you think Cohen's going to come back and beat this 50% back again? Or did Montgomery do enough to continue to be this workhorse that, you know, he can catch balls too. I'm not saying he's, you know, Tariq Cohen as a route runner, but clearly Montgomery could be on, be in on all three downs if they want him to. Will he though? Uh,
1: yeah, he should be. I think he's earned that. Um, for most of Montgomery's time, though, they didn't want to involve him too much in the passing game. And that's, and when they signed Cohen to the extension, that was a thinking that, you know, he brings a kind of a different facet to the game, some more explosion that Montgomery doesn't quite have. But yeah, you, know, you look at, would you do that Cohen signing again? probably not based off the, the injury last season. It, it like most teams in the NFL expected to be more split. It's not going to be all the time. We don't see that anymore in the game. It's not going to be all the time Montgomery back there, but you, you know, at times maybe they'll move Cohen around. We just mentioned how they have like, Oh, I don't know. One or two receivers on the team. <laughs> they don't even want to put Riley Ridley out there at all. So uh, I think they'll end up moving uh, Cohen around a little bit. He'll see some of the field, but I agree with your point that Montgomery has earned much more playing to time than he's gotten over the last couple of years
0: it's like we always talk every offseason, we get the reports oh they like they want to use this running back more in the slot this next year yeah. Chicago it might actually work that way I mean we go back to actually week one of 2019 and they just put Tariq Cohen in the slot he played 40 of his I'm looking at now 40 of his uh 51 snaps even 47 of his 51 snaps were as a true wide receiver maybe you know just because again the wide receiver room is that dry of talent Tariq Cohen could be out there for 50% snaps and not keep Dave Montgomery off the field for you know more than 20 30 so in- interesting I, I like that call it's actually a situation where the two running backs complement each other enough to both be out there now we talk about the wide receiver room being dry tight end room not so much but maybe it should be a little more uh dry jimmy graham has a no trade clause again one of my favorite random storylines and i know why who would trade for jimmy graham anyway but why would you uh, just ridiculous I know, anyway I
1: <laughs> they overpaid him. They they give him that tr- no trade clause ridiculous.
0: Stupid. They, they can cut him and save seven million, which is three million in dead cap and open things up for Cole Komet. Is Jimmy Graham gonna be out there? Or and if not, can we finally just get Cole Komet as a future guy? Because he looked like it in the second half of the year. And it's rare to see anything from a rookie tight end. Komet looked like the real deal.
1: Right. So that's the big question. I didn't understand in the first half of the season why Komet couldn't get on the field. And they would, they would answer all the questions. The coaches, Oh, we like, we like Cole. We think he's coming along. good Well, he's coming along and you're right. It's tough to, I don't want to overreact in year one of a tight end. And uh, obviously that was not the best player available draft there that they were just, again, Ryan Pace, tunnel vision. I have to get a tight end. I have to get a tight end. They get, they get the local kid. It's a cool story. He grew up a bears fan, uh, went to school down the road over at Notre Dame, but, you did see some flashes there year two it's it should be his time i while i hated the jimmy graham signing as well i will say that he gave more to the offense than i expected he was a good red zone target he'd score some touchdowns but um saving some money cap going down bears over the cap as we speak that would make a lot of sense for them to move on from graham
0: eight touchdowns i mean he wasn't awful yeah. he made some nice contested catches and uh you know one, one uh, just kind of more random storyline that I, I do love that graham is responsible for like in those thir- 2013 2014 years and he was crushing with the saints he said i want to be paid as a wide receiver not as a tight end look where i line up why is this money so different i think that's exactly what travis kelsey those are the types of questions he should be asking right now as well so jimmy graham you know i know uh you know all you kids out there watching him today you might see him as this you know just dad runner not really getting down the field much. Truly one of the best weapons in the league for the first part of this decade. So hopefully, you know, m- maybe he'll just keep playing until he's, you know, 2040 or something like that, just making a couple of contested catches per year. We shall see. We're going to take a quick break to pay some bills. PFF and Sunday Night Football's Chris Collinsworth is teaming up with one of the best players on and off the field, 49ers All-Pro cornerback Richard Sherman. The Chris Collinsworth Podcast featuring Richard Sherman is available now wherever you find your podcast. They'll provide the most interesting football conversations and sports every single week and sometimes that means the discussion will venture off the field too. Additionally, Chris will be taking a dive into the game of football as he sees it, inviting in the best and Bryce to talk about everything that is happening in the great game of football. Mark your calendars, you do not want to miss the best 60 minutes of insight this season. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF to get your shot to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. That's promo code PFF for new customers to get a shot at 100 to 1 odds on any basketball team to hit a three-point shot only at DraftKings Sportsbook. It must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Michigan, or Virginia only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana. 1-800-9-WITH-IT In Virginia, call 888-532-3500 Well, flip things over to defense because again, single highest paid defense in the league based on 2021 dollars Each of Khalil Mack, Kyle Fuller, Robert Quinn, Akeem Hicks and Eddie Jackson are costing eight figures against the cap You know, looking at what the dead cap would leave You know, it seems like Matt, Quinn and Jackson are going to be pretty hard to get rid of Could you see Fuller or Hicks kind of being in surprising cuts because they just want to free up some money?
1: Uh, yeah, I could. Ooh. I could absolutely see that. Yeah, that That is certainly possible. Remember, um, right after Komet, the second round draft pick last year was Jalen Johnson, a cornerback. And uh, I've seen analysts like Matt Bowen at ESPN and some others say that Jalen Johnson is the best corner in the draft so far after the small sample size of just one year. Mm-hmm. So I, I could absolutely see them moving on from Fuller. Um, I know we don't focus too much on defense, but just something to keep in the back of your mind as far as this defense goes, Chuck Pagano, retires as defensive coordinator that means the bears told them is do you want to announce (laughs) your retirement or do you want us to fire you because it's going one of these two ways so as the defensive coordinator they they hire Sean Desai he is uh the players love this guy love him he is a Vic Fangio disciple so they didn't want to they didn't want to lose him and uh they got all of the information he was already with the team so they decided to promote him I believe overall the defense is going to get better at, at time. There were issues against the run with explosive run plays early on in the year, but overall they were pretty good run defense. Don't forget Eddie Goldman opt out, opted out last year. So he's going to be back on that defensive line. Eddie Jackson got paid man. And he regressed big time, like yeah. missing tackles. Uh, so many times he had opportunities for takeaways. He just whiffed. I don't know what happens. There, there should be a bounce back season in there for Eddie Jackson, Robert Quinn, um, man, this might, as far as free agency goes, this is Ryan Pace's biggest mistake. Yeah. You gave a 30-year-old $30 year old 30000000 guaranteed. They're not going to be able to get out of that. Like, what's the excuse? This guy was showing up a year ago uh, with Aaron Donald on that defense. Now he's got Khalil Mack opposite him, and he still can't get any pressure. It was ridiculous. I, I don't know that he's going to get better, but overall, You know, with Roquan, he's been really good, man. Um, Overall, I think the defense is going to be better. Maybe they were barely top 10 this year. I think they're going to marginally improve closer to top five, and they're going to need it. Uh, If you're looking at some fantasy options, I don't normally recommend this, but you might want to look at the schedule because the schedule is rough for the bears. There's some good defenses that they're going to face outside of the division and conference, like the Steelers coming up and they're already a bad offense. So it might be tough sledding, Uh, but, but I do expect an improvement out of uh, this defense as long as they can stay somewhat healthy.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's just too much talent everywhere. And it is pretty funny how with Quinn, I mean, I feel like this is almost the third time in his career where he plays his ass off. He gets a great contract. And, He's like, all right, I'm paid. He I'm good. disappoints for a couple years, realizes it's time to get another contract, turns it up, gets paid again, regresses again. But you, hey, good for you, Robert Quinn. You've made far more money than just about any other edge rusher over the past decade. Good for you. All right, main event. Can't talk about the Bears without talking about my guy, Cordero Patterson. Good luck replacing, (laughs) good luck replacing the best kick returner of all time. Chill out. Devin Hester has punts. Cordero has kicks. I'm going by kick return average. If you want to go a lower enough number, you can actually bring up Gale Sayers, but whatever. I digress. Cordero Patterson. Look, I love him. His teammates love him. The fans love him. He does his, you know, how about them Bears thing and the camera after wins. Will the Bears pay my favorite player or is he going to have to go elsewhere?
1: Uh, how much is it going to cost? Um, Blank
0: check. I, why not?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, with all the openings <laughs> on the offense and so many, only so many draft picks to go around. I think they should. What's it going to take? Four or five million dollars to keep them. I would. Uh, why not, Andy's So versatile. You can use them out of the backfield as well. I think they were. Uh, frankly, I do think uh, they were expecting more than what they got out of him uh, over the last couple of years, but. They probably should keep Patterson. Here's what I like about Patterson the most, and it's some of the the off-the-field stuff. And, yeah, yeah, he's so versatile, as you mentioned. The dude's a free agent. He doesn't even know if he's coming back for the Bears, and he's out there on Twitter trying to recruit Deshaun Watson to the Bears. Like, (laughs) I'm like, this is so good. Is is he doing this to troll his general manager? Because that was the biggest whiff. He refused to even meet with Deshaun Watson when he traded up to number two to draft Mitchell Trubisky. What is going on here? But I thought that was great that he was going out of his way to to recruit Deshaun Watson on Twitter.
0: No, he's fantastic. And I always see these uh, videos where he would like be throwing the football, you know, all the way up into the stands pregame, having a good time with the fans. Come on, come on, Chicago. Ryan Pace, I will not say any mean things about you on Twitter into perpetuity if you can just give us Cordero Patterson <laughs> back. That is my promise. All right, Joe, great stuff all around. We'll get you out of here. But first, I want one bold off-season call.
1: Bold off-season call. It's got to be quarterback, desperate general manager, Desperate head coach. They love to say they collaborate, collaborate, collaborate. They don't have the assets to get Deshaun Watson. I'd give up four ones. I'd give up five ones. I I have a franchise top five quarterback for at least 10 years. I would, but they're sitting here at number 20 overall. Like we mentioned, uh, winning those three games in December against bad defense really hurt them for the long haul. So they don't really have much of a shot at Deshaun Watson. And uh, contrary to what Bears fans believe, Uh, young players on defense are not big assets. People want draft picks. They want very high draft picks. How are we going to get our next quarterback? Uh, My bold call is the quarterback carousel is going to continue past Stafford and past Watson. And there are a lot of other names that are going to be moving. Maybe Jimmy G, maybe Matt Ryan moves along. Maybe Derek Carr ends up leaving the Raiders. Uh, But my bold call is the Bears are so desperate for average quarterback play that they are going to make a trade with the Carolina Panthers to land Teddy Bridgewater. There were, there were rumors that the Bears had offered Bridgewater um, a, a contract very similar to what he signed with the Panthers and with their new head coach, Matt Rule. They're going to want to get their quarterback, and they do have the eighth overall pick. So I'm going to say that the Bears land Bridgewater somehow.
0: I can just see Twitter freaking out already. And Teddy is fine. He is an average to above average quarterback. And to your point, when you have people in these desperate decision makers in these desperate situations, that could be the type of thing that happens. I love it. I thought you were going to go Wentz, but Teddy, I, I can see that. I can see that. That's a good one.
1: I would have considered Wentz, but everything the Eagles have done so far with their hires and the head coach, it seems like they are dead set on, well, we made this big commitment. We think there's still something there. We've got to figure out if we can make Wentz or Hurts work, one of the two, and then we'll be okay.
0: Yeah, no. Teddy seems like the right call. Not not necessarily the right call for the Bears, but the right call for what the Bears will be doing, as we always got to figure out. That's going to do it, everybody. Thank you for always for tuning in to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. And thank you, Joe, for the time. You can find Joe on Twitter at Joe0670. Joe, let the people know where they can hear you.
1: Uh, you can hear me weekdays, BetQL Daily. It is ten a.m. to one p.m. Eastern Time, live on the Radio. dot com app. Just subscribe to the podcast, then it's available whenever you want to listen, twenty four seven. We talk a lot. A lot of football. My co-host is NFL analyst Ross Tucker. So uh, we've been doing a lot of Super Bowl, Super Bowl props, but it never goes away. As soon as uh, if you're hearing this after the Super Bowl, we go right into talking about uh, finding some value because some of the tickets out there. It's amazing. There were people last year around this time that got the bucks at about 60, 65 to one to win the Super Bowl. And and they're trying to figure out how they're going to hedge this coming Sunday
0: great stuff that's the thing about gambling like it just always gives us something else to talk about like we're, whether or not you're even you know a, a gambling man truly listening to the conversation that's where you get smart people talking about it because we want to make money so why not have some smart analysis with it so he's joe i mean this has been the pff fantasy football podcast And until next time take care everybody